It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. SPFL clubs consider a new reconstruction proposal that could see old firm B teams enter League Two. Celtic have been linked with another centre-back target and Rangers are looking at the loan market but it's for outs rather than ins at the moment. I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me in the studio tonight is Alex Ray. Yeah, several teams are getting up and running with their recruitment. Andrew, St Mirren and Motherwell doing good business. Pre-season's back up and running for most clubs. 11 days away from the League Cup uh, group stages And we're still loving the Euros What's not you like? Yeah, anything you want to talk about 01419511025 is the number you need Maybe you're watching along to the England-Germany game But you fancy talking about Scottish football The real football You fancy talking about that So give us a call 01419511025 Or you can send us a tweet At Clyde SSB Just touching on that game It is just after half-time England actually looked alright in the in the first half against Germany yeah I think Germany started very well but you have to see England have uh, found a way into the game the last 30 minutes of the first half they've been the team in the front foot good save by Pickford as well to keep the, the score level but really good stuff I, I, what I'm loving about the Euros is the actual technical ability you know the, most of the guys from all the teams uh, can manipulate the ball in some terrific games particularly yesterday as well some classics don't forget there's a game on at Hamden tonight as well Sweden-Ukraine so I'm sure there's a few people out there that are heading along to that one just Good to get out to the football Having a yeah. crowd there Yeah without doubt And uh, I think a few of the guys From the office Are uh, making their way over there And uh, it's great We've got it on our back uh, backyard And you know Some of the quality On shows I've said Has been terrific And I'm sure we are, uh, Glasgow night late tonight There'll be a few refreshments And they can enjoy the football Yeah exactly And I mean that, that sort of last season Still finishing in a sense Whereas in Scotland Next season's already starting yeah. because teams are back in pre-season training and you know there's a, a new Scottish season on the horizon when people are talking about reconstruction. Well, yeah, absolutely. Listen, I think they were obviously trying to uh, get the B uh, teams. Uh, we addressed this several weeks ago. I was in favour of trying to get them into the system uh, purely because you want them to get the experience there. I th- I don't think it's right. And, and I'm not just saying Rangers and Celtic. I think that there should be scope for other teams, Hibs, Hearts, Aberdeen, to put teams into the lower leagues because it gives the boys a good basis to build on. And competitive football, you've got crowds there. Uh, and the fact that they're playing against each other in the current form with friendlies, I don't think it bodes well for the future. Yeah, well, this new proposal, clubs considering a proposal that would see the SPFL expand from 42 teams to 48 teams. It would take place sort of gradually over the next three years. Uh, the end goal being that there would be a system of four leagues, yeah. 12 teams. Now, four of these new teams would be promoted directly from the Highland and Lowland leagues over the next couple of seasons. While the proposal also states that Celtic and Rangers B teams would enter League Two. So that would be from the start of... Yeah. Next season We know that this coming season They're going to be playing In the Lowland League They've already been admitted to that uh, For one season only In the coming season Then at the end of that If that proposal Was to go through If it was voted through It would see them go into League 2 I understand You know Celtic and Rangers Would be paying a fee A sort of yearly fee For I think it's maybe The next five years It would be uh, To get their teams in there And they couldn't be Promoted beyond League 1 Now We hear this a lot And there's always a lot of backlash Towards people You know 
between these these clubs whether they, the B teams get into the league system or not we know that they are going to be a part of Scottish football yeah. from next season they're going to be in the Lowland League can you understand why there is a lot of criticism why people don't like the idea of you know Celtic Rangers B teams being in the SPFL pyramid yeah well the, the, the thing for me is that people say that it's only Rangers and Celtic who benefit from that I don't subscribe to that uh, at all you know because the amount of players that actually come through Rangers and Celtic you're probably looking at a small percentage. So the rest of the players will benefit the rest of Scottish football because they will get scattered once they get released by these two clubs. Uh, and the, we, we call us saying, put them down to the sixth, seventh tier. I'm thinking, it's nonsense. You have to give these guys the best uh, platform. And when, they, when you said there about the, the ceiling for uh, these teams was League One, I was disappointed in that. I'd like to have seen the championship so they couldn't get into the top flight and let them compete at that. But they have to get to that position. They have to earn the right to do that. So for me, it's about trying to kind of facilitate these boys because these will be the future of the Scottish game across the board. Let us know what you think. I'm sure a lot of you have an opinion on this one. 01419511025. Was that a chance there for oh, Germany? Havertz has had an absolute pile driver and Pitchford has just tipped it over the bar. He's made two great save Pitchford to keep uh, England in this. Still nil-nil between England and Germany and that one 50 minutes gone. We'll keep an eye on that one for you. You, you're saying Alex you're sort of in favour of, of the B teams yeah. being part of the system do you understand why people say that you know you, you don't think it, it only directly helps Celtic and Rangers you think there's a, a sort of wider benefit to it but can you see why people think you know this is Celtic and Rangers just going out to try and make themselves stronger and it, it doesn't help other sides yeah but the, the thing is Andrew when you uh, when you put these boys into this division they they will play and they will find a level now the majority the boys that are actually in the Rangers and Celtic system the now whether they go and play at the lower levels the majority won't make it through at Rangers and Celtic We, if you look across the board in Scottish football it is littered with Rangers and Celtic players playing at all different levels so uh, the game in general will benefit from that that experience of playing against them rather than playing against we 17, 18, 19 year olds I just think beginning against men I think it will uh, enhance them and it's, it's interesting because We've said that I, I, I got in and played against Aberdeen When I was 16 I've often said this And Drew Jarvie Who was a senior player I think it was his early 30s At that particular time A very good player Round the block Very clever player And he smashed me up in the air And I'm 16 I'm, I'm nine and a half stone And he uh, he just looked down and said Welcome to the big league son So you, you either sink or swim And you try and go and compete at that level So it was it was a great introduction To that particular system at that time is that not what the loan system is, is there for though To facilitate that That you know They have this ability to Sort of analyse their own player Think you know what I think he could probably Play in the in the championship at the moment yeah. He's league one level And then they can sort of Ship them out to Where they think the appropriate level is Rather yeah. than as a team Just just put them all in, in league but, two Or the lowland league as it is but, next but, season But they can still put them out in loan I think the loan system will still work mm-hmm. as well Andrew So they may well say Listen we're not happy Putting players to the League 2 We want to put the better players to theirs But it, what it does is It allows the rest to compete at a, a good level And for me I just think it's a win-win Because some of these As I keep, I keep uh, saying Some of these boys will not uh, get through that system So they will find their level uh, But I just feel as if that's a very good uh, grounding for them It's a good uh, foundation And it's a great apprenticeship You know when I went and played at 17 In the, in the championship Having been let go by Rangers it was brilliant I had three years at it And it allowed me to To get that foundation To go straight in And play with guys like Teddy Shenham So what's the benefit In terms of You know 
if they're going into this as a team, as a Celtic B team, Rangers B team, do you think there's a real benefit for Celtic and Rangers when they're blooding these youngsters that they know that these players are going to be playing, you know, the style that Celtic want them to be playing, the style that Rangers want them to be playing, and that way the transition to the first team is a lot better rather than sort of cherry-picking, well, I suppose he'll have to go on loan there, but maybe that team's not playing the style that yeah. that we would want them to. And well, well, it'll be really interesting because the one thing about Rangers and Celtic is they'll be trying to play out for the back. And, you know, when you're going up against seasoned pros, guys that have been around the block, some guys that have dropped down a couple of divisions as well over the course, they may well be a, a bit older, It'll be a real learning curve for these boys Because the one thing I do know is, is When you're trying to play out for the back These boys will be trying to kind of lay one on you And they'll, they'll have to adapt They will, might have to uh, realise when it's time to play And then also time to go a little bit longer And it's through that experience Because see if you're playing non-competitive football It doesn't really matter Whereas if there's a crowd there And you've got fans there it won't matter I suppose the fan thing is an interesting one because we've heard these arguments before where people have said well you know if Celtic B teams and Rangers B teams go into the lower leagues the fans will flock there they'll want to see the young players but that evidence hasn't really been backed up when we've seen them play in in the Challenge Cup games and the crowds have been very minimal so Maybe that's a, an argument against it That, yeah, you know, possibly. they'll be playing And there might not be any away fans There'll be very minimal crowds that will be playing in front of Have you of. any idea where they'll actually be playing the games, Andrew? Will they be playing them at the training grounds? Or? I think that's to be uh, decided at this point I'm not 100% sure where, yeah, because where they're both Because I, I know when the, the, the academy teams play You know, the 18s, the 21s, the developments Then they, um, they uh, you know, there's a couple of hundred fans at the game mm-hmm. So even if it's just a couple of hundred, Andrew It still has that expectation But uh, for me, I would prefer it to be at a ground Because that way, you know, you get that experience as well Well, give us a call on 01419511025 Let us know what you think Stephen Gerrard's touched on this issue before This is what he said about B-teams when Rangers were accepted into the Lowland League their B team along with Celtics I think it'll be fantastic for, for everyone um, if people obviously decide not to think just about themselves um, if you're thinking about the, the country and Scotland and improving the national team um, on all levels I think what we want is to give uh, the kids a better chance to develop into better players and um, I think if you can play against men earlier if you can play for important points and give these kids more responsibility uh, and put them in pressure situations and playing in front of more crowds and challenged. Um, I think that can only be for the benefit of the country. Um, obviously, I'm sitting here as, as the Rangers manager and a lot of people think, well, you're only saying that because uh, you're at Rangers and, and you're being a bit selfish. I understand them opinions as well. Um, but if I try and take myself out of the Rangers environment to answer the question um, and think about the Scottish game and the national team, I think this is a, a big plus for, for Steve Clark and any future Scotland manager that a lot more Scottish kids are getting challenged earlier, playing in men's football, playing for points, playing in front of crowds. That brings your development on a lot quicker than playing um, games that, you know, I wouldn't say don't matter, but have less significance and pressure on them. I mean, Stephen Gerrard's hit a few of the points that, that you were making yeah. there. There's a, a lot of rebuttal to that. We've heard it over the, the past few months, the past few years when people have brought this up. Do you think there's potentially a, an issue where, you know, the old firm sides could be seen to be stockpiling young players if they've got this avenue to be able to play them week in, week out? 
it'll be an attractive place for these young players to go and potentially to be able to just hoover up the best yeah. young talent and you know other clubs in the lower leagues or maybe other premiership clubs would, yeah. would be left without this young talent that they would have otherwise had You make an interesting point there Andrew but in my experience Rangers and Celtic do hoover up the better players anyway uh, uh, over the course of uh, my playing career it's always been the case you know you've seen it and I think that's part of the problem there is no league for these guys to play in and this is the reason why they're proposing this because you need to get the better ones playing competitive football and Stephen Gerrard touches there Pressure situation When you've got crowds When you're talking about A little bit of a win bonus Because See when you're playing Against these guys At, at, at the, the League 2 They will be challenging For win bonuses I'm not exactly sure What the win bonuses are Down there But it will make a difference To these people And believe me Money's a motivation Albeit it will be a small Amount uh, At that level They talk about uh, Challenging quicker uh, Challenge quicker Because you're, you're in a game situation As opposed to friendly games I couldn't believe for the last couple of you know, years where there was a, like, you know, non-competitive football in Scotland. I just, I'm thinking to myself, you know, I speak to Ricky Sprazier uh, quite a bit, ex-Man United. He's been around the block down in England. And he says they're competing at, SP, uh, sorry, at the English Premiership level. The, 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 the cream are also doing the Champions League situation. And they're also getting the, like, the FA uh, Youth Cup as well. So, you know, they're, they're challenging at all fronts. So they're getting competitive football. 01419511025 if you want to get in touch. I'm sure a few of you have an opinion on this. Craig is first up in all the way from Canada. Craig, what do you make of the proposals? Uh, good, good evening, lads. Uh, look, I think it's great. I mean, I'm a Rangers fan. And, uh, I mean, uh, I think it's a, a brilliant idea to have the Rangers being Celtic B teams playing in the well, this for this upcoming season, the, the Lowland League, but uh, into into the uh, League Two, hopefully in years to come. I mean, uh, like a it gives an opportunity for the for the young lads to, to get uh, some some experience against uh, you know hardened hardened players and and uh, like I said uh, Alex was just mentioning it before where, where players end up I mean you look at players like Steve Kelly Kai Kennedy Mick Pake um, oh geez, you know, Glenn Middleton these are the boys I mean they're not going to be playing in a in a Rangers B team they're going to get loaned out to other other clubs to develop and, and further along I mean Glenn Middleton's just been approved to go back to St Johnson there again so. I mean, the older lads, they're going to go play in the Championship or League One or who, with whoever. This is just an opportunity to, you know, I say not fast track, but just to keep these, these young lads together as, as a group, um, respect to both Rangers and Celtic to come through their, their system and play in their, their, the systems that they're playing. And, uh, you know, it, it, it gives it's just benefit for, for all. I mean, I, I, it's just a shame that if there are some people there with blinkers that think that, you know, it's uh, it's all about Rangers, it's all about Celtic and um you know, and, and foregoing the, the other teams, it's it's not it's just the, it's, the, it's just a fact of life that these that these are the two clubs that have an opportunity to do that. And Alex, you were just saying there, mate, um, with regards to where the, the teams are playing, I believe Celtic's B teams playing out at Airdrie, and uh, Rangers B teams playing at Dumbarton. There, so I mean, they won't be playing at their training grounds; they'll be yeah. playing in you know fully fledged stadiums. Yeah, listen, as as you said, Craig, uh, I, I'm actually encouraged by that because I don't think you get the same atmosphere uh, when you're at the training ground. And, and I like the fact that you're quite close to the, the punters when they're giving you a little bit of abuse because it's very much a factor, Andrew, when you're actually at a game and you do a misplaced pass, you know, you want to ha- hear the crowd giving you and, and it, it character builds. Uh, and I think it's a, it's a win-win. Now, I know there'll be people out there uh, kind of showing the odds uh, about it. But I, again, I would like to see some of the other clubs Put their their kids in as well But I'm not sure And again it goes back to the point I think Rangers and Celtic Do hoover up a lot of the, the boys Whereas I don't know whether Aberdeen, Hibs and Hearts Would carry a big enough youth team 
uh, you know, like under like reserves down to 17s to, to facilitate all that. Do you think that would maybe allow other Premiership clubs certainly to be more receptive to it if there's a, a pathway for them potentially in the future to have their own B teams playing at a, a decent level? If they're basically yeah. told, you know, Celtic and Rangers will have the option to do this, but you're not really involved in it. If they can turn to, to clubs like Aberdeen yeah. and Hibs and Hearts and say, you know what, well, this is the proposal at the moment But looking forward There could well be a chance for For you to be able to do this as well To come in at a certain level And start there I would be uh, really surprised Andrew If that wasn't the case anyway Because it can't just be about uh, Rangers and Celtic It's got to be about the development Of the Scottish game You're listening to Stephen Jenner there He's talking about the actual general He talks about the, the national team uh, Scottish football in general So it has to be the, the wider spectrum It just can't be about Rangers and Celtic And I welcome any team Who want to put their, uh, their boys Into that environment so Craig, you see there as being sort of wider benefits rather than just, you know, people will say that this is just facilitating Celtic and Rangers and it's only to help them. You think that there'll be wider benefits to Scottish football? Oh, look, at the end of the day, you know, Rangers and Celtic wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't for a benefit for those clubs respectively. So, I mean, you know, you've got to be selfish and, and look for your own uh, your own progress and your own benefit. But, you know, the ancillary benefits there that uh, are that these players that, that, that play in the B team competitions get to, to go up against, uh, you know, so, you know, players who are hardened, who, you know, who are trying to trying to make a name for themselves and trying to maybe progress up through the, their own respective uh, leagues or, you know, development for themselves. But, you know, I mean, there's, there's going to be an opportunity for, for these these teams there to, when, they, when, when Rangers and Celtic are, are playing away, they're going to drag support along, um, you know, so there's going to be an increase in, in, in coin coming through the, the respective um, clubs that they're playing against. And, look, if there's any smarts to it as such, I mean, for example, if you're, if you're if Rangers are playing on a, on a Saturday against whoever at Ibrox, there it make make good sense there to have the the, the Rangers B game if they're playing in, at home in, at Dumbarton or away at wherever, um, playing on a, on a on a Friday night or a Sunday or something like that, so that you know you're maximising your capacity to to get supporters to to travel along. I, I mean this with total respect. You know when when Rangers got dumped down the, the leagues back in 2012, you know. Rangers supporters went and followed. They they they, they went to the to the the, the extremes of uh, of Scotland there to follow the, the clubs. Obviously, it's going to be a bit different uh, with, with a B team situation because that was our A A team, so to speak. But but there's going to be supporters that are going to go and watch and want to see these young kids that are coming through both Celtic, both Rangers, and playing against you know the teams in the Lowland League competition. And I said, hopefully, there you know in, in next year or the year after, wherever it might be, you know the, the Rangers, Celtic, and whether it's Aberdeen, Hearts, Hibs, whoever, you know, get an opportunity to, to put a B team in their youth team there into League Two and work their way through. You know, I, I, that's my hope anyway. That's my selfish hope as a, as, a, as a Rangers fan that this type of thing takes place. Alex, we've had George Fraser, the chairman of the Lowland League, on the yeah. show a few times to talk about uh, B teams and, and things like that. And he was saying that that is a move. What Craig said, you know, that they'll look to move the games if Celtic and Rangers are playing at the weekend. Maybe it will be a Friday night game. Maybe it will be a, a Monday night game for the B teams to try and maximise that. But once again, you you sort of look at the the evidence from the past of of, of the Challenge Cup. And it really is then up to, I suppose, the clubs, Celtic yeah. and Rangers to, to try, and sell it. try and do all they can to get fans through the door and for fans to just take up an interest in it. Yeah, I, I, I go back to the days when the old Reserve League was on, Andrew, and listen, this will sound, as it probably come across as the old firm. And, you know, you get 15,000, uh, you know, at Parkhead or, or Ibrooks on a Saturday uh, if, if so I, I think the first game's on the 28th or 29th Which is a Sunday 
if you and obviously the fixture list might well be out by now but if you could facilitate whether it was the day before people there would go and watch that and I'm, I'm absolutely certain that thousands would go but the clubs do have to uh, uh, really push this because obviously t- to get into these divisions they've put a lot of time and effort to try and make it happen and they're obviously at the lowland leagues this year and it'll be interesting to see how it actually grows because um, you know it's important to uh, try and back this as well but there's no point in actually kind of trying to kind of champion this and then not trying to support it as, as fans Well thank you to Craig 01419511025 If you want to get involved Give us a call And you could be up next Still nil nil between England and Germany If you're following along in that one 65 minutes gone in the game But as I say 01419511025 And you could be up next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Alex Ray here with me Andrew McLean in the second part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard still no score between England and Germany if you're interested at all in that one about 20 minutes to go in that game we've been talking about reconstruction because it's rearing its head again uh, talks between the SPFL clubs the chance for it to be expanded from 42 to 48 teams it would sort of gradually happen over the next three years or so there would be teams from the Highland and Lowland leagues entering as well as Rangers and Celtic B team so give us a call if you've got any thoughts on that 01419511025 let's go straight back to the phones because Ruri is a Kelty Hearts fan up next Ruri what do you make of it? Evening guys uh, Hi, thanks Ruri. for taking my call um, I'm disappointed to say the least that this is rearing our head yet again um, double sided kind of opinion to it uh, two years ago we as Kelty Hearts fans we were subjected to not knowing where we were going to be and there was a huge debacle over the summer as you are fully aware between Hearts and Partick going to courts um, for a kind of reconstruction bid. We were unfortunately unlucky and we were not allowed to play in a pyramid playoff uh, between Brora, ourselves and potentially then Brecon. Um, and I just think two years down the line we shouldn't be rearing the head of reconstruction again to suit uh, several clubs we should be looking at a kind of a fluid structure instead of a reconstruction we should be looking at automatic relegation and promotion from League 2 into the Highland and Lowland Leagues and I don't think the Colts should be coming up I think we should be exploring the option of tiers 6 and 7 as well as 5 which is your Lowland League and your Highland League there's some very good teams coming through in the West of Scotland Leagues and I just think that pushing the Colts through isn't quite the answer and I think it's a wee bit of a, a carrot dangled in front of some of the clubs unfortunately especially the, the Lowland League and the Highland League where essentially they've got uh, kind of something to go for in, in view I know that their vote isn't going to count in this but it'd be very interesting to see what the Lowland League and the Highland League think of this as well because it not only just impacts clubs in the SPFL but also lower down the leagues as well so I just want to know what you guys' uh, views are on the fact that there's not going to be any relegations and what that means for the whole structure. Yeah, l- 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 going back to your original point, there was two points there, uh, Rory, but in terms of the a couple of years ago, I, I thought it was a disgrace that you guys never got an opportunity to to go into the Football League. Oh, it was just uh, last summer, wasn't it? It was just one yeah, year ago, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I feel, uh, I thought the whole thing was handled poorly. Um, I... I Looking back, it was kind of rushed on everyone because of the, the the timing of it, the pandemic and so forth. So I think, you know, you look back, it, it couldn't have been an easy situation for anyone to try and kind of get to a resolution for that. 
in terms of uh, the, the the here and now, uh, as I said, I, I feel as if it's a it's the right time. And one of the things that came to my mind earlier on, because this when this got floated again, is and I think it's Spain, Germany, and Holland all have B teams. I just wonder if they had the same issue when they when they floated that idea that they were talking about maybe going down to the six and seven tier with with, with some of the elite players, young players at that time. I don't think they would have had that. I think it would have been open, I would imagine it would be open arms to try and encourage the the youth. To flourish, but not to, not to flourish down at the seventh tier or sixth tier of Scottish football. For me, they have to be further up the up the chain. And I think there's uh, there's uh, there's more teams can actually get into the league now, Andrew. As well, is that right? Yeah, it would be a case of I think there would be a, a promotion from the the winners of the Highland and the Lowland leagues. I think would be at the end of this season and the end of the following season, and there would be no relegation from League Two. So I suppose that there's kind of two sides you need to take from it. There's the the B teams, the Colts sides of it, which a lot of people. Are against We've heard it on the forums sure. We've heard it on, on Twitter But That side of it Ruri Where There would be Certainly for the next Couple of seasons a, a clear pathway For Highland League Lowland League clubs To get into The SPFL To get into League 2 Is that promising for you Because you're a Kelty Hearts fan We look at the ambition They've shown Some yeah, of the signings yeah. They've made You look at Cove Rangers Who nearly had Back-to-back promotions sure. They made it to Brora the playoffs well. in, in League 1 Brora as well East Kilbride have made Some yeah. big signings Chris Miller Lee Miller is that what you really want Ruri Is a, a clear pathway For these clubs Down the leagues To be able to You know That ambition they show To, to be rewarded I'd essentially want A clearer pathway As opposed to the, the Reconstruction bid Where there's not going to be The relegation Now I don't wish it On anyone Well You can say uh, Maybe breaking But that's a bit harsh Of me saying that <laughs> Over the telephone Just with what happens And obviously um, But what I would say is there needs to be kind of that clear relegation. When the Lowland League was set up, it was put forward to the member clubs back when it was first set up that there would be no automatic promotion to the SPFL Division 2 until a point where there was the strongest set amount of clubs within that league. And I feel that there is now a bit of a... The gap is almost kind of dwindled between your lower SPFL League 2 teams and your top uh, Lowland and Highland League teams not to kind of cry out clubs but the likes of your your Cowdenbeach and Albion Rovers and obviously unfortunately Breaking City those clubs were living a, a wee bit among their means they, they were struggling, they didn't have the fan base and that's the sad reality is you've got a lot of clubs in tiers 5 and 6 who have superb facilities superb fan bases and England have just scored, by the way, not to it. Yeah, 1-0 England, <laughs> Raheem Sterling, the ball across from the left, and Raheem Luke Sterling Shaw. onside, Luke Shaw's ball across, Raheem Sterling, 1-0 England, 15 minutes to go in that game. I've just heard jo- uh, Josie Mourinho going off in one, <laughs> Luke Shaw's actually set uh, one up for England, but you have to say, Raheem Sterling's been uh, the star man for England uh, so far in this uh, tournament. He-, he couldn't miss that, it was such a good ball from Shaw, but what a uh, time to get it, 14 minutes to go. Going back to Ruri's point, yes. we're sort of all over the place here, but going back to Ruri's point, is that something you think should be installed into any reconstruction? Is that there needs to be bottom of League Two, whether it's yes. the very bottom club or the bottom two clubs should just automatically go down and there should be space for clubs to come back up? Is that a key component you think of any reconstruction? Yeah, I, I think that's a, a very good point. See the, see the thought that there's no relegation, Andrew, that doesn't quite sit, sit right with me because we're talking about pressure. You know, on teams uh, who are at the bottom, I quite like the fact of the the 
the playoff system as well, Andrew. So, you know, even if one automatically went up for the Lowlands and, and the Highlands, and then you had the playoff system below, then it keeps everything bubbling along nicely, as does the, the other uh, leagues above. So I just think that that, that works very well. So, but 100%, you have to have a relegation. You can't have no one going down. That's ridiculous. Well, thank you to Ruri 01419511025 if you want to get involved. Germany with a free kick in a dangerous Ooh. position now. They've just gone 1-0 down to England. Possibly a chance for them to put this one in here. Let's go back to the phones though, shall we? It's uh, David up next in East Kilbride. David, we're talking reconstruction, Colt teams, Highland League, Lowland League. What are you making of it all? I uh, just wanted to say, you see maybe talking about what the benefits are to the players for uh, bringing in these Colt teams. And all I'd like to say is uh, it doesn't seem to benefit the actual teams that have been trying out and into the National Leagues for years, i.e. East Kilbride. Um, the money it will be coming uh, to these Colt teams uh, from, i.e. Rangers and Celtic, is that uh, probably going to put a lot of these teams within the leagues, not just East Kilbride, but a lot of the and Highland Leagues and, and the Highland Leagues out, out, uh, out of the equation what's, what's your comment what's, nah. so, so you're saying that it would put teams like East Kilbride out of the equation if, if they're already in League 2 and East Kilbride are trying to get out of the Lowland Leagues I don't see how that would affect really you know uh, they, they are, they've got under the new proposals there's going to be two places potentially to get uh, out of that division whereas it's currently a playoff system at the mm -hmm. moment so that would be. No, my point is that the money is get put into the the Colt teams. It's going to put a lot of the the, the, the lower teams that are trying to get into the national uh, out of the equation. They just they just not get the funding. Yeah, I actually think it'll be interesting to see how they cope because I don't think it's going to be. We, we mentioned earlier on uh, guys like Glenn Middleton going back to to St Johnson. I think these are going to be younger guys. I think they'll be in for a rude awakening. I, I welcome that. I, I think some of these teams will be pretty put a marker on. I think some of the the kids will find it very difficult, uh, and I think that's the idea behind it. I don't think it'll be a strolling apart for these, uh, you know, because uh, as, as um, David said there, some of the teams are investing uh, quite heavily down at that level. I think it is I think it's 16 to 20 year olds really are what, are what the B teams are Going to have So that'll yep. be guys You know really Young players yeah. going in Straight in there Wet against. behind the ear Andrew wet, wet behind the ear And as I said to you at 16 but My own experience I got volleyed uh, in, in the opening exchanges With uh, Drew Jarvie uh, And it was a great learning curve And I often talk about it I spoke to uh, I spoke to people Throughout the the, the Duration of my career Alec McLeish Goes back to a guy Who gave him An absolute torrid He says Alex He was just a journeyman And when he, when he was Pinning me, he was backing in. He says I couldn't get near this guy, and, and, and he, his words were he was actually just a big heifer but he absolutely terrorised me. And it's about trying to find solutions to play against players who have all these attributes you don't have when you're a 16, 17, or 18 year old. Do you think clubs in, I suppose it would be League Two especially that that may think you know what if we then let uh, you know a Celtic B team and a Rangers B team into the league and they can get promoted. Uh, into League One Are they sort of voting Against their own interests At that point Because they're then voting Two teams Into the league That could potentially Finish yeah. above them And could potentially Get promoted Ahead of them I see, see when you look At some of the, the teams That are in uh, League Two You know They've got experienced Players and things If you can beat Or compete at least Against 16 to 20 year olds Andrew Then there, there's something Far wrong I, th I think these these teams Will, will welcome them in uh, Because again There'll be probably be A little bit more Fan base In, in and around these games As well 
Oh, it's Germany's Mr. Absolute Sitter. Oh, it's Thomas Muller, who was through. It's gone wide, has it? Oh, and my days. He's missed a target. I was wondering why you just stopped, stopped in the middle of your I, sentence there. I thought oh. that you just caught me off guard, but I actually wasn't. It's a, yeah, it's a bad pass back. A short pass back by uh, Raheem Stilling. And Muller's just bearing down on Pickford. And he gets it all wrong. That's it. He just doesn't have the pace to get away from the defenders there. Needs to hit it quite early. Drags it just wide of Pickford's right That's a glorious post. chance. Uh, yeah, but listen, uh, as I said, I think some of these teams will fancy their chances against teenagers because effectively that's what it's going to be. Uh, and I don't think a lot of these teams will be too worried about the, the youth uh, of Rangers and Celtic coming into the league. As, as a player, I would welcome it. If I was in League 2 and I thought Rangers and Celtic were going to throw their kids in, I'd say, bring it on. Realistically, what do you think the chances are of this proposal being voted through because there has been quite a few of these proposals they've been shaped up in different ways there's been you know financial incentives for the teams lower down the leagues and every single time they get thrown out so do you think it's just a case of it'll be all talk again they'll go into these discussions and by the end of it it'll be the same the same story Andrew listen it it keeps uh, raising its head every every few months there seems to be a real thirst from uh, the old firm to actually get this through um, but having seen the voting structure of uh, the, the previous failed attempts, I'm not sure it's going to go through. I'm not exactly sure what the numbers have to be. But for me, I feel as if it's going to, it could be a good thing. Well, thank you to David in East Kilbride, 01419511025. If you've got something on your mind, stick with us after the break because we'll be talking about a bit of transfer news from both sides of the old firm. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Alex Ray here with me Andrew McLean in the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard and there's some news from the England-Germany game Harry Kane has scored England are 2-0 up and there is only three minutes to go Yeah, what an unbelievable uh, cross from uh, Jack Grealish to Harry Kane who gets up and running Sir Harry's scored at long last How do I turn you down? Right, where's that mic? <laughs> I was looking at England's side of the draw there as well They play the winner of Sweden and Ukraine in the next round Then after that, if they get through The winner of Czech Republic and Denmark It's yes. certainly the favourable. the favourable side of the draw You would say But if you've got anything you want to talk about 0141-951-1025 Stevie is up next Stevie, what have you got for us tonight? How you doing, mate? Well, first of all, I want to say Jason Statham sitting next to you. <laughs> I like Ray. He's a dead ringer for a minute. <laughs> Tell my missus no, that, Stevie. He, no, he's a dead ringer for a minute. He's a dead ringer. But anyway, what I'd like to say You've before I say my point. You've been worse. No, no, but what I would know is Jason Statham double. But what I'll say to you before I go in is uh, I've got three chaps out my back door. They're all from Uganda Robert, Alec, and Tommy. It's my neighbours that are out having a barbecue And they're brilliant neighbours, brilliant neighbours Anyway, getting on to my point I couldn't believe that England get through that group With scoring two goals And Scotland only scored one It took me back to 1996 When uh, we get beat with Scotland 2-0 We beat Switzerland We drew nothing each with Holland It's the same story all over If we had a decent Joe Jordan type centre forward Derek Johnston even uh, centre forward or a Colin Steen up there we have went through the groups we have went through that group you know and now I've just seen that Harry Kane scored the second one you know so I mean it's ifs and buts again isn't it and it's Scotland also runs again you know yeah I mean that was a big part of the problem in the group stages that yeah. Scotland did create opportunities but a lot of those opportunities weren't mm. taken or they were off target 
And yeah, yeah that's I think I think that was of... the most disappointing thing. You know, uh, getting into this competition, you want to be competitive. They managed to carve out a lot of opportunities, got uh, Andrew. And when you look at the particularly the first game for me, and I said it at the time, I couldn't believe that uh, Shea Adams didn't start. For, he's he's on number one striker. Then you have to look, you know. Um, Stevie's just mentioned some of the, you know, some of the great centre forwards that Scotland have had over the years, and one of the most natural strikers is uh, Lee Griffiths, but he can't get himself fit. So you know that that is obviously an issue as well. So unfortunately, we're lacking at the top end of the pitch, uh, and it became back to haunt us because when you look at the goals we conceded, particularly at home, uh, I think it was five goals. You know, it, it doesn't if you can't keep out the back door and, and can't score when you carve up a lot of good opportunities. And it was key moments as well. John McGinn missed a, a, a guilt edge chance when he went with his left foot. It was easier probably to go with his right. So they'll all reflect on that. I think it, when because I've not really kind of commented on it, it was tremendous to actually get to to a competition again after such a long time, Andrew. Uh, but it was really disappointing in the manner. The one point, you know, I think the the standout would obviously be uh, at Wembley against uh, England, but. Beyond that, it was it was quite disappointing. Did it feel like a big missed opportunity just because we had two games at home Without where we had a majority crowd and it just didn't go to plan in those games? Yeah, as I said to you, I felt as if the, the first game against the Czech was probably our best opportunity. I always felt as if because of the quality that uh, Croatia possess, I always felt that was going to be difficult on the back of coming back and giving such a, a, a good account of ourselves against uh, England. But again, you know, it was down to, you know, uh, lack of finishing because we did carve open a few chances. Yeah, four minutes to go at Wembley. If you're keeping an eye on that one, England to Germany, nil. Raheem Sterling and Harry Kane with the goals. And that one looks as if England will be going through. And that one, an overhead kick attempt yes. there from Germany. Just wide. Kai Havertz was trying to stretch to get on the end of it as well. Uh, but couldn't do that. Let's take a look at some transfer news as well, shall we? Celtic link with another centre-back today. Yesterday it was 19-year-old Mario Vuskovic, Croatian under-21 international, potential four or five million pound deal, according to reports. They've now been linked with uh, Ko Itakura, who's a Japanese centre-back, currently at Man City. He's not played for them, but he's a Japanese international um, he spent the last two seasons out on loan in the Netherlands. Um, he'll have played against Ange Postacoglu's sides in uh, Japan. A potential link with the City group as well, maybe, because Yokohama F. Marinos were part of that. So that's maybe where he knows him. But that centre-back area yeah. for Celtic is, is one of the sort of glaring areas that needs to be sorted and yeah. needs to be sorted quickly. Yeah, the four players that they currently have on their books is uh, obviously Beaton, um, you know, who played sporadically throughout the course of last season, can play there, but not a natural uh, centre half You have Julian Who's had a long term injury there He's on his way back Ayer uh, You know He wants out the door He's already said that He's promised last year uh, So To get a tune out of him uh, At the start of this season Before he moves on I, I wouldn't be too keen On putting uh, him into the mix And then you've got uh, The young boy Welsh So they really do need uh, I'd say one minimum Just to get up and running At the moment Then you look at the full back areas You know You've got Ralston Who's the only natural right back uh, At the disposal you have Taylor on the left-hand side And it's, it's just not enough Andrew, they, they need to recruit Celtic You look at the, the the forward areas You have Edward Who I'd be very surprised if he's here beyond uh, the, the, the window You have Ayeti who didn't hit the ground running And we're quite unsure what's happening with Lee Griffiths Now Griffiths is already on record as saying You know, we've had discussions And it's a bit of structure um, But I'm not even sure he's actually in it uh, Lennox Town at the moment So there's a lot of work to be done uh, at Celtic at the moment 
Is there any way Is there any situation That you see The likes of Christopher Ayer Odson Edward Ryan Christie Staying at Celtic Or is it a case of You know They need to get these guys Out the door at the moment Get as much money As they possibly can for them So that they can then Push that into The rebuild That they're going to need to do I think when you look back at uh, Even if you go back Almost a year Andrew When uh, Neil Lennon came out I think it was after The Ferenc Varos He was mentioning players Who didn't want to be there I think some of these guys Come into that reckoning Well I, I mean Ayer came out and said That yeah. he wanted to leave Last summer He decided to, to stay on Because the club had convinced him To yeah. stay there For their 10 in a row bid Didn't work out obviously And he's now Basically asked the club To keep their promise That they gave to him last year Yeah but that's what I'm saying Andrew I, don't, I can't see how that would improve You know I think uh, The new manager at Celtic's already on record As saying that he wants to Maybe try and get them To extend contracts I just don't see that happening uh, I, And from a financial point of view I don't think Celtic would be willing to run down uh, The term I think the, the money that um, Edward would go for Would be substantial So you know from a business sense That wouldn't make any sense uh, You'd think Christie Potentially could go for a small fee uh, You know That's one of the things that Celtic did last year they, they went all in They wanted to try and win the 10 And they allowed these guys to go into the last year of their contracts And the modern day footballer knows what that means Because it strengthens their hand yeah, I mean, it's been kind of all quiet on the Rangers front for the last few yeah. weeks anyway. Do you think Rangers will be more than happy with that as it goes full-time at Wembley? England are through to the quarterfinals of Euro 2020. But back up here, sure. do you think Rangers will be quite happy with the way things are going, going about their business quietly? They don't really need to do too much business, it seems, yeah. on the face of things. Might have to, to make a sale, bring in one or two, but... You know the the reports today are just really that you know Josh McPake could be gone on loan to Morecambe, Glenn Middleton to St Johnston. Uh, reports of you know a, another youngster Ben Williamson going to Livingston. There's not really any major big yeah. stories of of incomings. Rangers just yeah. quite happy. They've they've got a pretty settled squad. I think Stephen Gerrard would uh, kind of be happy to keep all his big players over the course of this this uh, transfer window. There's obviously speculation about Glenn Kamara. You know because I thought he's been brilliant. You've obviously get Borna Barisic coming back. Didn't quite play a lot. Um, but you know I think when you listen to some of the board members over the last year or so they're talking about they have to have a trading model so that would result in one or two players maybe getting sold and then replenishing putting some of the money back in I think the one that stands out you know we've obviously mentioned some of the Celtic players there who are into the last year mm -hmm. Connor Golson would come into that bracket yep. so I would expect uh, Rangers to actually I know they're in dis discussions to try and extend that because obviously they, they think a lot of them played a lot of football uh, pretty much every game of every minute every game so they will be trying to you know extend his contract but if they don't there may well be a case that they may well have to cash in on him rather than let his contract uh, expire next year yeah because they were I mean during the season they said we'll sort all that out at, at sure. the end of the campaign quite quickly Tavernier McGregor sure. Davis all had their contracts sorted out but the Goldson one is an interesting one because it has gone pretty quiet on that one yeah but the, the one thing about it is, is because he's such an important player Andrew you know I think it'll be a concern for Rangers fans because they would want him to extend you know you look at his performances last year that he was part of that defence that conceded 13 goals in the league which is a remarkable uh, kind of defensive display and you know they, uh, listen I'd be really surprised if there's not still in negotiations at the moment with uh, Conor Goldson as an Englishman who didn't Cut it in the Premier League when he was there before. Didn't make the the breakthrough at Brighton. Do you think he is? Is there a potential that he thinks you know I've got I've got unfinished business down there, and he might want to try his hand? And it's a case of Rangers having to persuade him, or is it just a case that, that talks are still ongoing and and it could be I, wrapped up? Andrew, I don't know what the circumstances is, but you listen, they, he may well be thinking about the, you know the English Premiership. He he might think that he never annoyed health issues when he was at Brighton, and you know, listen, he'll not be the first player that wants to go back down to the English Premiership. 
But in saying that, you know, you look at the the performances last year, the, where Rangers are as a club at the moment, you know, they've got a good personnel in and around about them. So you may well want to extend. So listen, I think that's one of the, it's one to watch, that's for sure. You think something's got to give it that centre-back area for Rangers? Because I think there's like six senior centre-backs, Goldson, Simpson, Hellander, Balogun, Katic and Edmondson. They surely can't go into next season with six different sort of senior centre-backs. I think Derby's already put two or three uh, kind of bids in for Edmonston uh, so far. So whether he be the one to sacrifice, because you're absolutely right, they're, they're top heavy in the centre half position. Yeah, and in terms of there's been a few links with Morelos in, in Porto, one that Rangers. I mean, he's constantly yeah. linked with a move away. It doesn't surprise me, Andrew. I was over in the Dragal a couple of years ago when he when he managed to get the goals, and he has terrorised Porto, and uh, you know. There was obviously an embargo for uh, Porto. They're in the process of selling one of their assets. It may well free up some money. Personally, I'd love to see Alfredo stay, uh, but I'm not uh, running the books at Ibrox. I just think he's, you know, he's one of these guys that people love and hate within the Scottish game. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be a lot of transfer news over the next few weeks. All the teams back in pre-season training, a few friendlies, the the League Cup group stage coming up soon. I think that starts on the 10th. Uh, Celtic and Rangers have their first friendlies in the next week, going away for their their pre-season training camps. So a lot of interest there, a lot to talk about in the next few weeks. If you haven't heard, England are through to the quarterfinals. I'm sure you'll hear a lot about that on uh, different (laughs) TV channels across the place. But that's it from us tonight. Thank you for all your calls. I'll be back tomorrow night, but stick around because Callum Gallagher is up next.